Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So earlier in the program, we talked to Mike Lyons. He's one of our favorite uh, military strategists and just an expert all around on that sort of stuff. We wanted to talk about Afghanistan to give you an idea of what some people feel about this. This is Mark Stein last night on Afghanistan. For 20 years, American taxpayers have trained and paid an Afghan National Army that's fallen apart in 20 minutes. Here they are, surrendering to the Taliban. Don't all throw down your weapons at once, lads. Over a thousand so-called Afghan National Army troops have fled into Tajikistan, so Tajikistan has sent 20,000 reservists to secure its southern border. We can't secure our southern border because we're too busy training Afghans to flee across Tajikistan's southern border. You can have the best bombs, the best jets, the best and the bravest men. And as real commanders have known since Shabrias in Athens two and a half millennia ago, none of that means anything without strategy and will. That's a decent point right there. Mark Stein's a terrific writer, by the way. He is is just amazing. I love it when he fills fills in on that primetime show. Because uh-huh. clearly he's writing his own monologues and stuff there. But um, his ultimate point of wanting to stay in Afghanistan, I don't agree with. I, I agree with there that we had no strategy and there's no will among the American people to, to stay. Well, for good reason, I think. But if there's no will to be there and there hasn't been for a very long time, you know, why are you still there? 
Well, it's interesting in in the beginning of it, and again, I love his writing. He he was mocking the idea of training up the Afghan forces to make them a self sustaining, uh, you know, security force. Um, but that that is the mission. That is the uh, the strategy. Agree with what we're doing now or not, Mike Lyons, who, like I said, we really respect his opinion. He had a lot to say on the subject. Well, first of all, I do agree we should have been out maybe five years ago. I think Donald Trump should have made it a priority of his administration when he first got elected and just uh, basically gave everybody the Heisman and said, this is what we're doing. Um, The military-industrial complex, though, wasn't finished testing equipment, wasn't finished. You know, the Army still didn't have a mission, couldn't figure out, you know, how they were going to make that happen. I do think it's the right thing. It's going to be back to the future, though. We're going to go back to 1999 and 2001 very quickly. The Civil War will start. Uh, the Taliban now controls something like 80% of the land districts in, in the country already. We've just built this over-the-horizon standoff military now where we don't feel that we need logistical bases in places like this. I think we're going to be proven wrong. I think that that would have been a great idea to keep this air base and keep these kind of lily pads that exist either in the ocean or in, in certain land masses because we'd have no friends now in that part of the world. Uh, we don't have any in Pakistan. We're not doing anything, obviously, in India and, and the like. You're aware that Afghanistan actually has a border with China, in addition to all those Middle Eastern countries that we uh, we have problems with. Right. Actually has a border with China, and we could have kept our military base there. I haven't heard any good reason for why we haven't. Have you, other than... Uh, Politically, it would look bad. I, I just, I still, I still don't buy that. I just think it's the idiotic. We need to end the war in Afghanistan, America's longest war, which hasn't been a war in years and years. It's just been a an occupation assisting the the hapless Afghans. And you know, I've advocated for a long time. Do more or less what we've been doing the last several years. Keep that lily pad, as as Mike put it, because I think it's of strategic importance. And uh, have enough troops to to fend off the Taliban should they come a calling. And, and to help the uh, Afghan government stand on its own. But that's not, and, and communicate that to America. Look, we're not at war anymore. This is a strategic place, though, and we're going to hold on to the turf we have. China's on one end, uh, Pakistan and Iran are on the other end. Let's keep our military base there. And America would say, eh, all right. That's, Makes that, sense. That would be the total reaction. Oh, okay. Or leave, or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to that anyway. Because so, we're in dozens of countries. Right. Uh, it's... I think that is really going to come back to bite us in the ass, you know, might be 50 years from now. But anyway, one of the other main topics with Mike Lyons that uh, you didn't hear there, we brought up the whole getting the interpreters out thing. The 17,000, is that the right number, interpreters that they say there are? It's a big number of uh, of people that helped us out over the years. And plus their family members. Plus their family members and a whole bunch of others. In uh, in every town and every province in Afghanistan that were on our side for a while, there's a decent chance the Taliban's going to kill those people. And for reasons of red tape and bureaucracy, we're not going to get them out. I had been hearing news stories that sounded like we were going to do something and get them out. And I thought, okay, cool. Uh, Mike Lyons stated right there, no, we're not. It's just not possible to do. There's too many of them. There's not enough time. We're not going to get them out. So, uh, you know what? We didn't drill down very hard into that. I'm just curious whether that just get them into Tajikistan, because I think that's where it was proposed that they're stored, right? And and we'll do the paperwork while they're there. That sounds at least somewhat implementable to me, but there are thousands of people, I guess. Spread out all over the whole country. And they'd be probably infiltrated by Taliban guys. I don't know. I don't know. What an ugly mess. Yeah. 
Did I hear China's going to like jump ugly in, in Afghanistan or yeah, attempt to exert uh, their will? Alex, by the way, Alex, who uh, you heard his voice last hour, we already got a text. Alex sucks. Bring Sean back. So welcome to the show, Alex. You like me. You really like me. Yeah, welcome, Alex. Um, China ramping up Afghanistan involvement amid U.S. withdrawal. China appears to be preparing to ramp up its involvement as U.S. troops complete their withdrawal, with Beijing eyeing the war-torn nation for investment and influence opportunities. Well, Joe said earlier... Good luck. Joe said earlier, (laughs) good luck with influence the rocks and goats. (laughs) I hope you spend a lot of money and a lot of soldiers trying to influence all those rocks and all those goats. Yeah, Vlad Putin and uh, Joe Biden are saying to each other, can you believe this? Have you seen nothing? The graveyard of empires. The Brits did it in the 1800s. The Soviets did it in the 80s, 1980s. And we did it over the last 20 years. Not a graveyard for us, but no, uh, didn't accomplish anything. Not after the first couple of years. You know, I was about to say, not a graveyard, but definitely a quagmire. Do you remember when there was that stupid argument? Is it a quagmire? No, it's not a quagmire. It's a quagmire. Giggity, giggity. So Dick Cheney said the other day we're out of the business. Yes, Dick Cheney's still alive. He said the other day uh, we're out of the business of installing uh, uh, democracies. Oh, good. It doesn't work very well. If you want it more than they want it, it ain't going to happen. Hey, China, have a good time in Afghanistan. They do have the advantage of they don't care about what happens and how it looks on the world stage. You don't think they're going to prosecute their soldiers for taking a picture next to a dead guy? Right. Yeah. yeah for, for instance. Yeah. Or, or even, you know, that one's, uh, that's ridiculous. Sure. Um, but then even awful stuff. If they have to, you know, they get shelled from somewhere, they'll just obliterate that area. Oh, you killed a whole wedding party that just happened to be there? Bad luck for them. They don't care. It's not going to be on the evening news in Beijing. Well, I remember talking to guys who had just come home 10 years ago describing the rules of engagement during the Obama administration and how incredibly suffocating they were. And they were not allowed to return fire without special or, uh, authorizations. And and so they could just absolutely get surrounded by the Taliban while they were filling out paperwork. And China's not going to do that. Somebody just sold a Picasso painting for $150,000 that they'd found in their closet. So check your closets today. I'm pretty sure I don't have any Picassos in my closet. I will have some uh, snowboarding gear that I haven't used in many years and probably doesn't fit. Maybe a badminton racket. I have a camera tripod I bought for some reason. A couple of unstylish at this point jackets. Oh, haven't been stylish for some time. (laughs) And then there's a shoebox that I haven't opened in a very long time because it's full of papers that I'd have to go through. And Maybe next weekend I'll get to those. Yeah. I'm they seem sure. to be doing fine where they are. <laughs> Nothing's happened. The yeah. IRS hasn't thrown me in jail. The police haven't shown up. How important could it be? Right. But I'm pretty sure there are no Picassos in my closet. Uh, I drummed up the stuff I wanted to get to on Hell from C.S. Lewis. So I thought that's pretty interesting. Couldn't bring that to you. If you have any comments on the whole Afghanistan thing, I don't think most of you care enough to even comment on it, actually. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. We used to do the topic of, why don't you care about this? Call us at this number. <laughs> we would get no calls. We finally figured that out. Yeah, yeah. If people don't care, they don't care why they don't care. <laughs> no. They don't care. No, they don't. Armstrong and Getty.
you proud to be an American? No. I feel embarrassed to be an American every day. I think that's a complicated question for me. I think I, I, I think most of the time, no. At least over like the past four years, um, it's been tricky to, you know, love to be an American. Halfsies on that. Like, partly, because, like, I feel like there's certain topics where it's, like, very controversial, but, like, I don't know. I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else. All right. Uh, we got more of I that. I have strongly held opinions that have really nothing beneath them, no basis. We've got more on that coming up later as uh, more college girls were asked questions about uh, how they feel about their country and whatnot. That one girl in there, I hate her. The other ones are just, you know, I think you're misinformed, but I'm pretty sure I hate that one. Um, I came across this. I don't remember what I was reading. Or I was listening to a YouTube video. I know it wasn't. Somebody quoted C.S. Lewis about hell. Now, I have been, my, uh, my, uh, my circumstances have put me in a, uh, um, hmm, uh, not the most optimistic mood. Of the last several weeks and months. But uh, I came across this thing about C.S. Lewis's his, uh, definition of hell. And there's a couple of different things that I really liked before I get to the money shot. Oh, this is good. I hadn't even seen this one. Hell begins with a grumbling mood, always complaining, always blaming others. I actually think some of this fits in with those college kids and their, uh, you know, their, their view of America. Yeah, I just came across a Reddit thread that was all about how there is no future and there's no point and, and this is the worst time to be alive and the rest of it. Listen to this quote from C.S. Lewis, and this was written in, I'm guessing, the 40s. We must picture hell as a state where everyone is perpetually concerned about his own dignity and advancement, where everyone has a grievance, and where everyone lives the deadly serious passions of envy, self-importance, and resentment. Wow. Sounds pretty much like the average uh, college-age person or a lot of older people. Um, if you're all caught up in your envy, self-importance, and resentment, you are probably in hell, and that is in your blaming society for the way you feel, which is hmm. interesting. You know, there's an element of that in uh, J.D. Vance's uh, fabulous hillbilly elegy, too, that, that attitude, and it has hellish consequences. Yeah. Uh... Expound on that. That's interesting because J.D. Vance, who's now running for the Senate in Ohio, um, he um, he was obviously not talking about the elite college kids on a campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I think it's the attitude of of constant grievous and grievance rather, and uh, blaming others for your circumstance. Just uh, you know, and you can get that on the low end of the totem pole or the high end of the totem pole. It would seem. Oh, yeah, I think it's a constant temptation for humankind. Hmm. No matter, you know, where you are financially or, or socially. More on hell from C.S. Lewis. The safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. That's pretty good, too. Just gradually with your, the attitude we were just talking about, you just gradually head there. Next thing you know, you're miserable and blaming everyone else. And then finally, which fits in with all that, the doors of hell are locked from the inside, which is absolutely freaking fantastic. Ooh. The doors of hell are locked from the inside. You can open them and get out if you want. Change your attitude. Change your situation. Look at things differently. Or you can just stew in your own misery and just continue to 
obsess over yourself. Wow, see, I thought he meant the opposite. Then I thought, wait a minute, locked from the inside? That's wrong. That's it. You're not trapped there. Oh, that was his point. <laughs> wow, so true. <laughs> Did he mention that the highway, the highway to hell has no stop signs or speed limits? No. Um, but that, that is one I will think about. The doors to hell are locked from the inside. If I'm if I'm feeling like I'm in hell, well then, why don't I unlock them and come out? Yeah. Wow. Heavy man. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff right there. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from here in the time we have? Disney's evil. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Kids are going to be at Disney this weekend. Oh, supporting evil. Good. That's nice. Super. In which um, in which way are they evil? Well, uh, number one. Everybody thinks Disneyland, Disney World, and and delightful movies, and that's all true. But they're Steamboat gi- Willie. They're, <laughs> they're a gigantic conglomerate with unthinkably extensive holdings in real estate, in technology, in uh, in um, uh, hotels, and in, in also they're a gigantic corporation. Mickey's got the hantavirus spreading it all over, <laughs> and they don't care who they crush. Uh, a couple of stories involving uh, Disney: they have dropped boys and girls from their fireworks greeting to be more inclusive. All right. They used to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages." Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. What? That's just the fireworks. Other than that, gen- <laughs> Other than that gentleman there who's upset about gendered language, how many of your patrons ever think about that ever? Ever! One out of a million? And they can shut up! Well, yeah. I just, I can't believe that these corporations or politicians or whoever, that, you know what it is? It's what I was talking about earlier. Twitter is the most misleading thing that's ever happened to mankind. People believe Twitter is the world and, and, and nut jobs going crazy over gendered language. They think, oh, this is what everybody's talking about. Nobody is talking about this. Sir, Nobody we've gotten 11 complaints today via social media. Thanks, Nobody, Twitter. Nobody is actually worried about you saying boys and girls. Nobody's going to be offended. And if one weirdo is, they'll still probably come to your park, and they can walk around in hell, as C.S. Lewis said, if they want. Or they won't come. You'll be fine. Right, right. Well, I agree completely. And then the other story I wanted to bring to your attention is that uh, Dan Crenshaw, the uh, the congressman, the combat veteran uh, with the, the eye patch, you remember him, don't you? He's a, he's a fabulous fellow. Well, he was condemning uh, that athlete who uh, turned her back on the flag and the rest of it. Old, what's her name? Barry, uh, Gwen Barry. Um, and, and blasting back on the ridiculous, evil uh, social media was actor, uh, what's his first name, Dave Bautista, who's one of the Guardians of the Galaxy guys, a big Marvel movie star dude. Um, and he got into a Twitter war with him, which is fine. Um, and he made some interesting points, but then he called Crenshaw an effing T-W-A-T, compared, he'd compared hit, uh, Trump to Hitler, all sorts of stuff. No discipline whatsoever from Marvel, Disney, anything like that. Wow. How does that stand in contrast with Gina Carano, who tried to make an innocent point about America's so divided it's like Nazi Germany? Right. She got fired for that. Yeah, from a hit TV show. Come on, Disney. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think a lot of things about this country are really embarrassing. Just like, I mean, racist history, colonization, even currently, just what's going on with politics and the cops. Okay, go move to the major country that was not involved in colonization. Go ahead. I'll give you give you a little time to figure out which one you want to go to. Yeah, exactly. Any any culture on Earth that hasn't expanded or taken resources or whatever, good luck. Anyway, so who are we hearing here? 
Uh, Campus Reform, which is a uh, fabulous website organization, was on uh, the streets of Georgetown in Washington, D.C., talking to college students. All of them uh, were woman, women. It was a young woman asking the questions. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but they're asking about if they're proud of this country and that sort of thing. And it is um, both unintentionally hilarious and, and uh, troubling. Uh, let's go ahead with clip 51. Are you proud to be an American? No. <laughs> I feel embarrassed to be an American every day. I think that's a complicated question for me. I think I, I, I think most of the time, no. At least over like the past four years, um, it's been tricky to, you know, love to be an American. Halfsies on that, like partly, because like I feel like there's certain topics where it's like very controversial, but like I don't know. I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else. Wow. Wow, the the lack of depth of opinion. You know, I was, I was the same at that point. Um, but you shouldn't be asked anything. You shouldn't offer any opinion. You shouldn't go in the streets and demonstrate. You have no idea what you're talking about. All right, go ahead with 52. Um, n- not most of the time. I think sometimes it's just a little embarrassing. We claim to, like, support everyone, but, you know, we continue to support Israel, which is, you know which are dislocating quite a few Palestinian people, and that's, you know, it's sad. I don't know. I just think that our economy just cares about money and not, like, our, like their our humans, like, yeah, in general. I wouldn't say that I am as proud as I was, but I would still say there's a little bit of country pride. I do like this statement, our economy just cares <laughs> about money. <laughs> that is kind of uh, funny. And we claim to, like, support everyone, but... We support Israel. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, but so I was asking earlier when we were playing this: is is there is there ever been a country in the history of the world that taught its elite young people? Because if you get to go to college, you are by definition among the elite. Um, if uh, has any country ever taught its young people to hate their own country, to focus on the flaws and hate their own country? I gosh, not that I can think of. It seems like a hell of an experiment to conduct. Yeah, it's just weird, man. It's just weird. How do, how do you get there? Yeah, I'd say fifty three. I no. feel like the American dream is so sought after that it's not even a thing anymore. I don't even really think it. There is an American dream really anymore. I mean, like, I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else. Mm, I mean, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'd say that it's like the greatest in like. The Olympics, go Olympics. Okay. You know, in their defense, you shouldn't ask. The, the problem is college kids think they're, I did too. College kids think they know what's up. You just do. Sure. And you you, you got the, the worst of things going. You, you, you graduated high school. Woo! A plant can do that. Um, and then And then because you're out on your own and you're an adult, and then because you're young, because you're not old. So on one end of it, I'm old enough to know this. But because I'm not old, I know this. You older people are just wrong about all these things. Right. So you're in the right. sweet spot of maximum intelligence at age like 20. Exactly. And you've just been taught really interesting things by your suave professors. Got you, you know, down around had this a job. <laughs> right. Exactly. Flip 55. Have you ever considered moving to another country? Oh, absolutely. I think I had joked about it. I, like, joked, but was, you know, fully serious. Like, oh, I'm going to move to Canada. Yeah, I mean, 
I personally, I'm the type of person that likes to help people, so I was, I would actually consider going someplace like more with more poverty. Yeah, probably. Would you be willing to give up your U.S. citizenship? Yeah, I mean, um, it's not that necessary. I mean, I can still take vacations here. Okay, and finally, go ahead if you have. Yeah. Can you name a country that's more welcoming than the United States? Ooh. Um. Not really. I don't really know that. I don't really have that much information. Can you name a better country than the United States, in your opinion? I'm not sure if I can. I don't think I can. Um, I mean, there's probably a really tiny European country that's thriving. Ooh, good question. Europe? Europe's not a country. Well, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You are uh, a child. Go do something else. Yeah, that one answer was uh, was was fine. Uh, some tiny European country. That those are always that are what are held up as the standard of why can't we be like this? What a tiny country that has all of the same race and all of the same religion. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yes, they, they all they all they do fine. And everybody knows everybody. <laughs> and and they get to exist because the United States supports the world order. If the United States didn't do that, you'd be taken over by Russia or China or somebody like that tomorrow because you don't have a military. Right. Yeah. 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 What an odd experiment we're running here. Yeah. I I wish we could run some sort of simulation where uh, people could see what the world would look like if you took the United States out of the equation and was not protecting that world order I was just talking about and how quickly, uh, you know, the Chinas and the Irans of the world would assert their power. And you might not like the way they run things. Mm-hmm. Whether you're yeah. for gay rights, women's rights, oh. equality for anybody, religious freedom, any of those things. You might not like the way the world works once you take the United States out of the mix. Similar quote I heard the other day, a similar to a bit of you know asking for perspective. Somebody pointed out that kids, in particular college kids, professors are always uh, demanding that the free market, uh, capitalism, if you will, needs to justify itself because it's unfair, inequitable, evil, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, capitalism doesn't need to defend itself. Every other system does because every single time they've been tried, they've resulted in poverty. The free market has lifted billions of people out of poverty, billions. And yet, because it's all we know, we, we just see its flaws and assume that there is a, a better, more perfect system. All right. So I'm reading more about this uh, problem they got in Tokyo with the COVID, with the Olympics. I think they said two weeks away. I don't have the slightest idea. I'll take their word for it. Um, that seems to be, well, I can't tell if it's a problem or not. They're not allowing any fans, really. All the athletes are going to be vaccinated. So I suppose to- Tokyo being a hotbed of COVID is... Not really a thing? Well, they're going to allow a limited number of Japanese fans in the stands, but no international fans at all. And the Japanese people, I think if things do start to go sideways, they'll clamp down very quickly and everybody will cooperate. And I think they can minimize any serious problem, honestly. But I don't know. I'm just not excited about the Olympics for whatever combination of reasons. I know as of a couple of weeks ago, only 3% of Japanese adults had been vaccinated, which is a very small number. Now, unless they've ramped up that really fast, really hard, there aren't going to be a lot of vaccinated people in the stands. No, no. I think you have to show a COVID negative COVID test, and I can't remember how it's going to work. But 
I don't know. I'm actually much more concerned with the question of whether, indeed, the Olympics in China are going to come off. I haven't heard anybody seriously suggesting they're not. No, but I haven't heard anybody uh, who's smart say that there's any way that it can possibly happen. So it's kind of in between those two things. There's no way all the countries of the world are going to gather in China and do the Olympics like it's normal. There's just no way that's going to happen. Yet no no country has officially said they're not. Yeah, I wonder, it's just a question of the, look, they're a totalitarian regime with slave camps side versus the, every time there's a boycott back and forth, we decide it was a bad idea and not we need this to time. just keep the exchange. We no, need to, not this it's time. all about sport and it bringing would people be, together. It would be ridiculous to go to China. And let the Xi stand there with a adoring crowd cheering him on. That'd be ridiculous. Looking like Winnie the Pooh. For the world to do that. Um, so why aren't you excited about the Olympics? I'm not either, but I can't figure out why. Why, why, you, why you got no interest in it? Well, it's a combination of the, uh, you know, uh, sports becoming politics. Um, the, uh, the, the greed, the corruption of the International Olympic Committee. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe age. I don't. I don't know. I like sports. I part, still watch sports. Part of it, the presentation has gotten. We've talked about this every Olympics for years now. The presentation has gotten. You, you hear about everything before it happens. Yeah, it that's that's a serious if, issue. If you're younger, you don't know that this used to be the case, but pre-internet and everything like that, you'd tune on the Olympics at night. You didn't have the slightest idea if the if you know, if the United States was going to win the gold medal or in this or whatever. You had no idea. It was all a surprise. Well, now you've heard it and yeah. seen the highlights and heard the and then heard the backlash against the athlete because somebody dug up an old tweet of theirs and I mean so you've, you've heard all this stuff before, right, before you even it get even there. happens right yeah, yeah. So it's just not the same thing yeah yeah that's that's probably a pretty big factor now that I think about it I've been slowly losing interest over years I'll still flip it on there's still events I really like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's something I'm missing though you know part of it might be one of the Biggest things we have at Golden Force in the Olympics every single year is our women's gymnastics team. That turned to be out to be shot through with rapists and rapist supporters at yeah. every level, willing to let little girls be raped by grown men and turn a blind eye to it if they could keep the gold medals turned out. So, you know, how excited can you get for that? Yeah, the the gals themselves are worthy of our, our admiration. Of course, but you're supporting rooting. the whole thing if you get excited about it, aren't you? In a way, yeah, in a way. And plus, I think there's also swimming an element too. of... Swimming turned out to be oh, just yeah. as bad. So, so you got a whole bunch of rapists, women's volleyball, a whole bunch of rapists running these organizations. The IOC's corrupt. Who are you supposed to be rooting for here, other than the athletes themselves? Yeah, yeah, true. Plus many, of, just, many of whom hate America. <laughs> circling back to the uh, the young dunderheads in Georgetown, uh, any time it becomes about patriotism and the flag and USA, USA, you get the blowback. Maybe that's now. it. So it's just a combination of factors. A stew of apathy. Mm. Who ordered the apathy stew? Who I wonder, cares? I wonder what an opening ceremony with uh, you know a quarter-filled crowd would be like. I don't know. I just, yeah, I got no feeling for it whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe they'll just get together in a stadium floor and do origami or something. I don't know. Maybe they'll all just run around. Hey, I think you won. Did I? All right. Man, that'll be it. It's kind of the... Looks like you won. Yeah. You're a little ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody goes home. You were a little ahead of me. I think. I don't know. I don't care enough to look Anybody back. Anybody want a pole vault? 
So, Not really. So they finally announced who's the winner of the mayoral race, more or less, for New York. Uh, Democrat's going to win. So who wins the Democratic primary is the mayor. I think maybe mm. you know how that works. But anyway, they announced the winner of that, and it's important. I think it matters to our political conversation uh, and why it took so long. Really interesting factoid next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mentioned earlier, I saw People magazine at the grocery store with Cher on the cover. Cher turned 75, and I just wondered, who's going to buy that? (laughs) Um, You said, who buys magazines anymore? Somebody texted, I bought a magazine at the Safeway counter recently. Because it had dogs on it, it cost me $13.99. Yeah, if you haven't bought a magazine in a while... Be prepared for the sticker shock. So every once in a while, my kids, my my son will see a really cool car magazine, or there'll be something on whatever skateboarding, something they want. Every time I buy, it's like eleven bucks for a magazine. So the interesting plan you had, magazine industry industry. So nobody reads magazines anymore. So you thought tripling the price would be the answer. I don't know what's going on there. Um, the uh, former cop. Democrat is going to be mayor of New York. This guy Adams, black guy, and he. It was announced yesterday that he was going to be the winner, and Democrat wins, so he's going to be the winner. Um, narrowly won, but he gave his speech once again, like tripling down on his calls for the Democratic Party to recognize crime is a problem, and we need to get in front of this. That is his. He believes. He can. I think he believes he can lead the Democratic Party a certain direction. I don't know. Maybe he's got aspirations for for higher offices than Mayor New York. But yeah, he, boy, you're going to see a battle between the coasts because man, left coast uh, Democrats aren't thinking that way at all. He not only won on the law and order thing, but after he'd already won, I thought you know he might tone that down a bit to bring in the other people or whatever. Nope his his I won speech yesterday was hey Democrats we need to recognize this crime thing is a problem and uh, we need to be the ones that uh, address this not <sighs> just talk with action so I, that's good news I'm that is I'm, it's excellent I'm happy to hear that interesting uh tidbit about why it took so long though I remember you saying the day after the election why is it taking so long what, what why is it going to take several weeks to announce who the winner is shouldn't there be software that zips through each round of the uh ranked choice voting there should be they had all kinds of problems with their election and uh, certifying this and and and, and uh, qualifying that and loop, finding some more ballots over there and everything like that and i heard a story where it exposed all the people involved in the election in New York are all relatives of somebody. Everybody's the wife of this guy or the son of that person or the grandmother in one case of somebody important or whatever. It's all nepotism. It's all completely in a, in a city where, you know, the AOCs of the world complain about fairness in government and the little people and everything like that. It's all just completely familyed up. Yeah. It's like Chicago, patronage jobs. Old school Tammany Hall goes back a hundred years. You, the only way you can get this job is if you're uh, you're connected. Exactly. Machine politics. Am I wrong, or is that more popular with the left than the right? Hmm. I would have to think about, let's see. Well, number one, there aren't that many cities run by conservatives. Good point. In, in the, the last great hope, San Diego is swinging leftward uh, at a horrifying rate. 
But man, if you care about the downtrodden and equity and all these different things, how about you get rid of this whole deal where grandma and wives are running <laughs> and sons are running everything in your town? Yeah, well, that's a way to get uh, elected over and over again. You extend the money out into the precincts. You you give people jobs. You fund the local organizations. They turn out the vote. Mm. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. As charming as the first time I heard it. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. How about a final thought from everybody, starting with Michelangelo there in the control room, pressing the buttons, keeping us on the air. Michael, final thought. Uh, Just happy to be here today. And, you know, had a rough morning uh, getting here to the station, but uh, it it all worked out. If you weren't listening earlier, Michelangelo involved in a car accident on the way to work today at about 50 miles an hour, you said? So, yeah, you you bash cars at 50, you know, you got to be happy you're not hurt or anything, and you weren't. Yeah, here, here. Jack, a final thought you'd like to share? Yes, my son is in the office and has been for the past four hours, and he doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all. I I think maybe he could be a good government worker. He's just (laughs) sitting at the computer. He's just scrolling through YouTube, you know, eating snacks. Eh, i got to get him into office work. Get him into the union. Yeah, public employees union. Uh, My final thought is I'm thinking about the Olympics. Many times we've said, all right, what Olympic sport would you fail most horribly in? Which Olympic sport would you not be humiliated as badly in? It occurs to me, wait a minute, is golf still an Olympic sport? That's clearly the answer. I mean, I'd get my ass whooped, but I could compete in golf. I'd be last place, but I wouldn't make a fool of myself. Mm. So that's it. That's my answer. The great sport of golf. (laughs) Why'd you use those funny finger quotes when you said sport? Uh, What do you mean? Well, that reminds me, there was a mildly entertaining uh, made-for-TV spectacle in which Tom Brady hit a ball 390 yards to about two feet from the pin. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty good athlete, that Tom Brady. Yeah, it was last night. It was pretty entertaining. It was long, though. Playing against who? Uh, Phil Mickelson and Brady teamed up against Bryson DeChambeau and uh, from the Packers, uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. I'd be interested to see the ratings of that versus the NBA Finals, which is struggling ratings-wise so far. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people with thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All sorts of great uh, clicks under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you didn't hear our conversation about Afghanistan, for instance, grab the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Goodbye, sweet America. Get. Go away. I mean, I'm... uh... The void we created furthered the confusion. Half cup full, half cup empty. Come on! I want winner. So, let's go out with a bang. Demisexual people only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond? Halfsies on that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. 
Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.